The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello. How are we doing, Magsy? We good? Uh, yeah, a bit chilly today, a bit cold, yeah. bit nippy. Yeah. Bit nippy, yeah. mate. Bit Could nippy, do with yeah. a, a bit of sun out. It's bloody glorious, isn't it? Oh, Magsy, what is your little temperature thingamajobby? What's it called? Thermometer. That's it. I forgot what, the, I forgot what <laughs> no, a thermometer is called. Yeah. A clock. It's a clock. Okay. Yeah. But so it, what it, temperature it, does your clock say? Well, five past nine. <laughs> Now, for context, it is a clock, but it also does tell give you the temperature. And it's now said it's currently thirty-one degrees in this room. Why? Yes, yeah, so it's uh, quite warm, and that's at nine o'clock today. It's been like nearly forty degrees. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong; we shouldn't complain about the heat because we don't get it often. But bloody hell, this is hot. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people complaining about it, and I do understand because. The, the heat that you get on abroad is different to the heat you get in the UK. It's, it's very muggy, very humid. Uh, it makes you feel more lethargic. So, mm. yeah, I, I can understand why people complain about it, but I love it. I love, I love the, the heat. Yeah, see, it makes me sweat I, I was, like a champ, though. Oh, yeah, that's the thing with me, mate. I'm a big sweaty fat bloke, and I? I mean, it, it was <laughs> at work, it was hot. Don't get me wrong, it was hot. But then I was lucky enough to have the wife pick me up from work today. So I stepped out into the car park to wait for her. And, oh my god, I was dying. But at the same time, I was like, I quite like this. I don't think I could manage it for too long. You know, a few days is enough. You know, mm-hmm. at this heat, if it's a smidge colder, all right, same. At this heat, a couple of days is enough. You know. Yeah. So um, I've mentioned before that um, since having my um, meltdown, I suppose my mental health issues, um, me and the wife have, uh, have, have been going on a lot more walks just for, to kind of like um, take stock of things and kind of just have some uh, time to, to kind of process stuff um, and we, on Mondays we go a little bit earlier because obviously I've got to be uh, here to record this with, with your good self so we went about 7 o'clock this evening, Jesus wet, it was sweltering so we walk <laughs> about uh, about a couple of miles, yeah, and by the time I got back, I, you could ring me out. I was that dripping in sweat. Yeah. You have to be fucking strong to get you out to do that, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a two-man job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough of that. It's too early in the show to go down those sort of passages, mate. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Sucker! Good 
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live, the year anniversary, one whole year's worth of live shows with Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production alongside SJP World Media. I am Sai, and with me as always is the Harlem Heat to my horrible UK sticky humid heat that we're currently experiencing. The big popper pump to my dog-faced gremlin. Yep, that's right. I'm recycling the same intro that we used in episode one. And I'm not even sorry. I'm just hot. I don't care. A podcaster who agreed to start this project way back when on the premise of it being just a 30-minute-a-week chat about one particular wrestling match. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Remember those days? And that's how I kind of convinced him to get involved because he was a very, very busy man and weren't sure if he could fit it in. And it kind of snowboarded from there and it definitely is not a 30-minute chat about one wrestling match anymore. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing really well. Um... I love the way you rammed heat with heat in that first bit of the intro, mm. classy. Uh, yep. And how how much the, the tables have turned now. I'm just doing this one podcast, and you're the one who has more podcasts than any grown man should ever have. So, it is true. Yeah, half an hour. Do you remember when we when we made that rule? Yeah, it would be short and sharp, and now we chat bollocks for two hours every I Monday. I don't even think the first episode was half an hour. I think it was like 37 minutes. So we screwed yeah. it up straight from the off. <laughs> yeah. Just rule breaks. Rule breaks yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, I'll put, hang on. Sorry. Just getting a text message from my kid's school saying it's going to remain open tomorrow. Bah. <laughs> there we go. That is, not, that is not fair. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. But never mind. Never mind. What's going on in the chat, Magsy, on our year's worth of shows? Yeah, it's a, 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 another pack chat. We are, we absolutely love you all for spending your day with us. Um, Steve oh, dropped in pretty early. Uh, can't be here um, to be with us loud, but he uh, certainly left us some messages uh, saying that he will be listening on on the audio version and uh, he's trying to uh, find the episode that where he discovered our podcast. Uh, he said we were talking about The Walking Dead and he's got a feeling that the match is uh, possibly... Uh, a 2000 match, so I'll be interested to find out which episode mm. it actually was. Um, Dan comes in trying to steal Sharon's thunder, saying it's Monday, and I know what that means, and he fucked it up. So Sharon <laughs> corrected him, it's Monday, you know what that means. Well done, oh, Sharon. Brilliant. I'm glad Dan does know what it means, though, as well. It's good yeah, to know exactly. that he is aware in, of what he it means. Knows, yeah, he doesn't care if anyone else yeah. knows, he's just he knows. He's, uh, he's not saying, um, I know what it means, and I'm not going to tell you. Or, you know what it means, I'm quite unsure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Connor from Connor Soccer. Hello, sir. How are you? Good afternoon. Um, Scottish Danny, hello. Um, then we've got Dan Griffin again. It's the hottest chain wrestling of the year. Um, yeah, and we're, we're going back to, the, back to the roots of chain wrestling as well, but I'm sure we'll get into mm. that later on. And he said it's muggy shit, and he hates his laugh. And he loves the fact that, that me and you are actually wearing SJP uh, World Media uh, Podcast t-shirts. Now, I'm not. I am. I'm I not. am. Look, I am I pimping myself. So, um, yeah, my t-shirt came earlier this week, so I thought I'd debut it on this show. And do you know what? It's really, really good quality. Like, really, really good. Uh, for me, uh, I think you might need to size down a little bit. They are 
pretty big, uh, but they make sure you keep the wash. I haven't uh, washed one yet, so that might happen. But the quality is really good. Normally, with some wrestling t-shirts, you get that kind of ironed on stuff, which uh, after a couple of washes, kind of peels away. This is this is printed into the fabric. Yeah, it's really top quality stuff. So definitely go and uh, go and pick yourself up some chain yeah. wrestling merch. I, and some SJP world merch as well. Some plenty of decent uh, um, designs out there for you. Yeah, there Dan we go. Dan <laughs> he thought it was uh, you in the in the City Rift shirt. I had sweat in my eyes. And, and Scottish Daddy saying it's been great to see the chain grow. Well, that may be for chain wrestling after darks, uh, Danny, but we'll, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll get to that. Oh, man. It, it's funny. A year's worth of lives. I mean, you think... Back to, I mean, going live was your idea, Magsy. You came to me with the idea, should we do this? I was and quite you were like, Oh, no, don't know about that. I fear change, as the wife <laughs> often mocks me about. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's it's just amazing how it's gone from that, well, that first episode we did, looking at Scott Steiner, Booker T, way back when in the audio only days, to going live in episode, what was it, like mid 30s, wasn't it? 33, 34, yeah, 30, 33, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then, obviously, the Halloween special that we had, which we will be repeating this year. So hopefully everyone will get themselves all done up in fancy dress and send us some pictures in for that, win some goodies. Uh, And then, obviously, we've got our 100th episode coming up as well. Loads of great stuff coming up. Loads of great stuff. Steve-O saying about uh, he's trying to find the episode. He's listening back to all of our shows, trying to find where he started listening initially that's because the, the sjp world media network i'm currently uploading the back catalog to a lot of shows okay and the it, the way the way it's going to work is we've got the main feed the sjp world media feed and all new episodes will go on there so it'll be a big mix mash of all the episodes that of all the shows that are on there but each show also has its own feed stream mm-hmm. channel whatever and that's where the back catalog will be yeah. So the new episodes will go there too. Don't get me wrong. They'll be uploaded in two places. But so if you, if you only want to listen to chain wrestling, you can go straight onto the chain wrestling feed. Listen to that. So at the moment, the first 50 episodes of chain wrestling are up on the chain wrestling own channel. More will be uploaded because people seem to like the idea of me doing that. So I'll chuck some more up until eventually we catch up with what we're doing. Now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we stand with that. So it may be that Steve-O, started listening after episode 50 i don't think he did he was earlier than that wasn't he yeah it was um i mean we'll have to probably look through the ones where we've got a 2000 match to see if we can find out which ones mm. they are uh but yeah i'm, I'm sure he he will find it or we'll find it and yeah just being interesting to to see where each member of the the chain wrestling family is kind of like latched on yeah yeah because the show's grown hugely hasn't it since it first started just as an audio yeah. show Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that I mean, I was a little concerned initially about splitting the audience, about having some people who watch the live and then some people who listen to the and, and sort of the numbers not being very good on either because we're kind of splitting what we're doing. I didn't yeah. need to worry. It was you know, it's we got some people who watch this and listen back to the podcast version as well. I do try and make the podcast version different with you know bits of music added sound effects and all this and sort of sound bats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I try and make it a little bit different to what people because we'll talk about stuff here that you won't hear on the audio version because it's a visual thing we're doing. So I try and make sure make them a little bit different. So it's nice when people watch this and listen as well. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier, Maxi. It's going great. Yeah, loving it. Loving it. Loving doing, it, mate. Doing well. Just great numbers all, all across the board. Uh, and even if 
even if we didn't get the the, the numbers we're getting, the the interact uh, interaction with the the rest of you guys just absolutely makes mm-hmm. our week. We just absolutely love it. There we go. Uh, Scottish Danny's trying to remember the first episode. He, uh, first episode, sorry, he listened to in the chat there, Mag. <laughs> About my gazebo. We actually bought another gazebo since then. Um, this one is a lot better. Right, a lot more sturdier. <laughs> You can withstand the wind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Well, we have a great non-wrestling topic for you all this week uh, involving sporting events and snacks and drinks and all sorts of great stuff. We have a wrestling match that we looked at in the very first episode of Chain Wrestling that we're going to go back and revisit because we've said a few times. Okay, that, that's been used kind of as the marker. It was mm-hmm. initially by both of us given five out of ten. Now we've done so many of these shows, where are we accurate with that rating? So that won the poll, so we're going to go back and revisit that. It'll be interesting to see how our thoughts uh, uh, sort of mirror our earlier thoughts or change, I guess, since that very first episode. But also, I guess, we need to throw some absolute garbage into the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame to be gone and forgotten, hopefully, for all of time, Mr. Mags. Let's do it. There we go. What you got for us then, mate? So, let's go back to um, mid the mid-2010s. Uh, now, uh, for those of you who've, who've listened to any kind of content I've made, you'll know that uh, my wrestling bread and butter is tag team wrestling. Absolutely love it. I think it's uh, one of the best ways to, to tell a story in the ring. Um, but if you look at WWE, especially over the past 20 or so uh, years, tag team wrestling has kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but when uh, the WWE um, had this third brand of NXT, we kind of saw a renaissance in tag team wrestling. Uh, and leading that charge was a tag team called The Revival. Say yeah! Having stellar matches with the likes of the Vaude Villains, uh, with uh, with um, American Alpha, uh, DIY, um, Authors of Pain. Uh, these two guys, who their whole gimmick is tag team wrestling. They're not uh, the typical WWE tag team where there's one star one kind of uh, uh, worker and then it's always like a vehicle to uh, break them up and then make one um, single star and then another one fall by the way so that's how mm-hmm. usually WWE tag teams work well yeah. uh, the Revival they are dad in the wool tag team they don't work as singles wrestlers they are there to to um, boost tag team wrestling so there was a lot of uh, harp when they came up to the main roster uh, and everyone uh, had the hope that, that this was going to be a revival for main roster tag team wrestling. Didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, uh, like many, many tag teams before and after them, um, they came to the main roster and 
floundered and were not given the best of storylines, not given uh, any reasonable uh, ring time, not given uh, pushers, and they ended up just frustrated on the main roster. Um, so we get to a storyline that they were having uh, that really kind of um, it it was the straw that brought the camels back for for the revival. They were uh, in a storyline against the Lucha House Party, uh, and they were having multi multiple lucha house party rules matches where it was essentially a three on two uh and the revival were taking loss after loss after loss after loss we get to the culmination of this storyline and the revival finally pick up a win uh but for them enough is enough um we they wanted out uh they didn't think that there would be uh a high enough ceiling for tag team wrestling uh they yeah. just they essentially debuted after our wrestlemania then the following WrestleMania, we're seeing uh, Braun Strowman absolutely de- decimate the tag team division on his own, win the titles with a 10-year-old child, and then relinquish <laughs> the titles a day after on Raw. So they, the Revival realised that they're never going to be the huge tag team stars that they hoped to be in the WWE. So they asked for their release. They were told no by Vince, and uh, to kind of uh, appease them, they were given... Uh, a run with the the raw tag team titles didn't really um, satisfy the the revival. They still wanted out, so they were meant to drop those titles um, at, on the kickoff show of WrestleMania uh, to uh, Kirk Hawkins and Zack Ryder, which also broke Kirk Hawkins' two hundred and sixty nine match losing streak. So, kind of showed that this was sixty nine. <laughs> But, but it shows that this is how petty Vince can get if he doesn't yeah. get his way. If someone tells him no, he he throws his toys out the pram and he punishes the wrestlers. So they lost the titles. Uh, then they um, they were told again they weren't getting released and they were just going to ride those contracts out. So they next went into a, a, a program with the Usos. Uh, and this is where... WWE and especially Vince McMahon's pettiness really came out to show. Um, part of the, the storyline that they had with the Usos involved some backstage segments, one where um, they were shaving each other's backs in the showers yeah. and the Usos were watching them. Uh, then there was another where the the Usos put um, Usi Hot or or Arsi uh, Hot in, in the, the ring gear of the revival so this uh, kind of like um we call it deep heat here in the uk uh where you basically you rub it on your skin and it heats up uh to help like with muscle strain but obviously they put it on the the ring gear which meant it heats up their uh twig and berries um <laughs> things so heats up their ring gear <laughs> exactly oh you're gonna be as rude as you like with me uh and then we get a ridiculous uh skit uh in the ring where they're reacting to this uh this dp uh inside their wrestling trunks um and they are dancing around stripping off the the clothes because they're sweating and then um rubbing their asses on the 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 ring canvas kind of like uh a dog when it's got an itchy arsehole <laughs> like r- just essentially dragging themselves across the ring it's ridiculous so yet again they were um upset with this and and asked for their releases again told no yet again um 
And when it, it got to um, the last few months of their contract, Vince kind of realised that uh, that they were they were not going to sign a new deal. Uh, they couldn't be bullied into signing a new deal. Um, so he uh, he proposed a new gimmick for them. Now you need people need to look up what Vince came up with uh, for these two guys. It is beyond a joke. It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so they would have been dressed in multicolored um, shorts with uh, suspenders, with um, uh, scarves, a cat in the hat style hat, uh, do rags, <laughs> lipstick, glow sticks. It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, just taking a, a tag team of their caliber, and I've have not, I haven't got a lot of love for the revival. I think some of the things that they've done um, uh, in the build-up to going to AEW were a bit kind of uh, shitty. Uh, taking the name of another tag team, knowing full well that uh, uh, that's kind of like um, uh, a no-no in wrestling. But this would have been so so embarrassing uh, for for the guys. Now they laughed at this uh, to Vince. And I said, we'll, we'll, we will do it. We'll do it, though, just to, to get through our contract. It didn't come off. They didn't end up having to wear these ridiculous costumes or run this ridiculous gimmick. Uh, but they were taken off TV for, for the rest of the time uh, until uh, a couple of months before the contracts were over. Vince actually let them go. They got released, and as soon as they could, they they signed with, uh, with AEW. And now we're getting the... FTR or the revival, uh, how they want to 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 portray tag team wrestling as as something that uh, isn't just a, uh, an afterthought, but can be uh, the main event of a show, and, and they're putting on some of the best matches of their careers, multiple five star matches. Uh, again, it looks like they're having the the time of the life uh, in the world of wrestling now. So, my entry for this week's Hall of Lame is the final days of the revival in the WWE. Oh yeah, man! I've seen those images. If I can find them as well, I'll, I'll chuck them up on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account. Those images of what um, creative or wardrobe or however they word it came up with the, the, the ring gear and so on that you just described—that is, it is atrocious, isn't it? And <laughs> and you can't. And Vince is there saying, "I don't understand why they won't sign a new contract." It, it, surely it's fairly obvious. Yeah, because the way they were treated for so long, you know. I mean, I don't think it helps with them that they are both, what, less than 5'10 and aren't exactly chiseled out of stone, you know, whatever. I don't think that helps when it comes to the WWE and Vince McMahon. However, I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling, and as everyone is fully aware, I'm a big fan of the old Territory Days and Jim Jim Crockett promotions and so on. These guys are one of my favourite tag teams at the moment, and I genuinely think they are one of the best in the world. I think they are incredible because they wrestle in a way that I want to see wrestling done. It's mm-hmm. wrestling. You can have sixty-seven backflips, but it don't mean shit if it, you know, if if you're missing your spots or whatever. This looks like it, it's wrestling. It looks like a legit fight. So that's the way I want to see it done. I love, I love FTR. So they, yeah, uh, if this genius promoter Vince McMahon couldn't find a role for them, how foolish! Oh, there it is on screen. Look at this. Oh, it's beautiful. The the ties and the lipstick sell it for me. Yeah, so I might actually like start wearing some of this stuff. Especially the <laughs> I, w- I want to see you with a massive shatter machine clock. Shatter machine clock, yeah. 
That finishes off the look, doesn't it? What are they thinking, <laughs> these people? It, it was clearly to embarrass them on the way out, to maybe take away credibility for one of the best tag teams in the world so mm-hmm. AEW don't get to, to, to capitalise on it. But, yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Oh, dear. Magsy, I'm going to go back a little bit further and I'm going to surprise a few people now with the name I'm going to put forward. But you have to bear with me and hear me out. I Barry like- Windham. Oh, no, it's not. And that will never come from my lips. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would like to look at a little run that happened in the summer of 1993. And how, uh, how again, McMahon, who is supposedly this genius booker, just sometimes gets it so wrong. I don't, get, don't get me wrong. He, sometimes he gets it so right. I mean, the guy is... The, it doesn't matter what people say about him now with all the, the scandals and so on. He is the only truly successful wrestling booker in the history of the sport. Everyone else has either got out of the business or gone out of business. And he is still there making money and making more money than ever. So to me, it's wrestling, the wrestling business is just that. It's a wrestling business. Doesn't matter what you think of the guy. He is the most successful wrestling booker of all time. However, sometimes he gets it a little bit wrong. Now, picture the scene. It's the 4th of July where on a big aircraft carrier and people are trying to body slam Yokozuna. Now, I'm going to come to how we remember things in a moment, but lots of people try, lots of people fail. NFL players try. Uh, Crush, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there, of course, which is fantastic to see to some. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was there having a go as well. Uh, Nobody could body slam Yokozuna. Oh dear, oh my goodness. Japan are going to destroy the world or some flaming ignorant racism nonsense from Vince McMahon again. USA, USA and all that. And then a helicopter comes comes into view, lands, and here comes Lex Luger in all his narcissist glory, looking incredibly tanned, you know, with these tight pair of jeans on, striding away, which must cut into him and hurt him a little bit. Let's be honest to how he was striding. But anyway, this glorious mullet blowing in the wind behind him now he gets a few cheers because he's turned up to have a go and he body slams kind of body slams yokozuna and instantly becomes a babyface. and vince mcmahon thinks i've got the next hulk hogan i've got the next hulk hogan this is my guy i'm gonna push him to the moon spends an absolute bloody fortune on this bus that they named the lex express <laughs> where luger was going to build up support for his match at SummerSlam for the WWF world title. Now, the Lex Express drove all over the country, visiting shopping malls and local monuments and all this sort of stuff. Um, apparently, behind the scenes, Luger was typical Luger and wasn't, <coughs> wasn't overly friendly with some of the people that he met, didn't particularly want to be doing this, didn't want this role, uh, which has just made it even more awkward. <laughs> he didn't sleep on the coach as advertised quite often they would fly Luger ahead and he would stay in a hotel and wait for the coach to catch up <laughs> what a poor lonely bus driver oh. making his way across the country yeah. he's the bus driver should have got the title shot at SummerSlam mate I'll tell you that <laughs> but instead he got to watch the match on a little screen in yeah. the bus yeah didn't even give him a ticket the bastards uh, yeah Luger then arrived at SummerSlam I mean bear in mind this whole time this is going on the whole time this is going on you've got Brett the Hitman Hart 
who in 1993, mid-93, as, as you can see by going back and watching King of the Ring 93, was well on his way to being one of the best in-ring performers in the world. This guy mm-hmm. was so good. You've got Bret Hart sat there, a tailor-made world champion that people wanted to see. But no, we had to give it all the USA, USA, USA. Luger arrives at SummerSlam, and it depends on who you believe, whether Luger was boasting in a bar about winning the world title, so Vince decides to change his mind, or whether there was a... Uh, well, we know that Luger came out on a pre-taped episode of television with the world title, and the fans didn't react too well to it. Whatever made Vince change his mind, he changed his mind. But sadly, it was a last-minute change of mind. So this huge Lex Express all across the United States, building up patriotic support for their new American hero. He beat the evil Japanese invader by count out. But yeah, all the pyro, all the balloons, all of that was already paid for. So Vince just thought... Something used it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. So they had everybody, the Steiners, Savage, oh, everybody came out and celebrated with Luger as though he had literally saved the world whilst balloons and ticker tape fell down and patriotic music played and he hadn't even won the championship no now fast forward a little bit further we have a really dodgy video message from lex luger from his home with his wife and kids wishing everyone oh, happy thanksgiving so it is, or happy it's, holidays it's it's, it's it's so bad and then you know, the inevitable happens. People are getting more and more behind Bret Hart. Luger drops into the mid card, ends up in a tag team with the British Bulldog before turning up on Nitro for a massive pay cut completely out of the blue. And again, genius Vince McMahon and this all powerful, mighty company didn't even realize that one of their former main eventers contract was expiring until he turned up on WCW television. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's my entry. That's my entry there. Lex Luger, 87, 88. Fantastic. Luger and WCW post-95, there's some good moments. There really is. Lex Luger, 1993. The narcissist we can come to another time. The Lex Express and how they got it so wrong is my entrance into the Hall of Lame this week, Mags. Bye-bye. It's a great pick, and Lex may be one of those uh, kind of Ric Flair-style wrestlers that gets multiple entrance into the Hall of Lame because uh, Dan mentions one here, Luger can't even drink milk properly or that, <laughs> that WBF promo where he he can't even down half a part of milk it's ridiculous, the promo with his family, all in matching holiday jumpers yeah, oh my god, it's it's cringeworthy uh, and the, the slam on the, on the, the aircraft carrier, um, apparently um, it was so hot that day that Yokozuna burnt the soles of his feet yeah. on, on the on the tarmac. Um, yeah, he went yeah. back to get his shoes, and Mr. Fuji kicked off the side of the ring for to wind him up. You could see how hot it was, how much he was struggling. He went back to get his like little flip flop effort shoes. Mr. Fuji scurried over and kicked them off the side of the ring so he couldn't get them. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But even uh, that was but... a botch. Macho Man wasn't supposed to have a go. Macho Man wasn't supposed to try and body slam Luger but the bloody helicopter was late. <laughs> so to fill time, Savage fought on his feet and just thought, oh, sod it, I'll have to have I'll, a go I'll then, won't I? Yeah, I'll <laughs> fill <know>? time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, was it um, Todd Pettingale? Was the host? Now, bear in mind, again, we talk about how you look back on certain things. The, the clips of that moment 
I, I look back on with nostalgia and quite enjoy because you've got people trying this body slam. You can't do it. Luger strides out looking all majestic and body slam, the crowd pop and all that. The clips of it look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Has anyone actually tried to go back and watch the whole event? Watch it all in one, yeah. It's oh easy to clip God. the best bits. Um, kind of like this show. It's pretty easy yeah. to clip the best bits, but watching a full one in, a, in one go, you're a brave, brave soul. It's about three Brilliant. and a quarter hours long, isn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely Just ridiculous. And people try Lex to Luger, Yoka. Yeah, Lex Luger wasn't not that guy. He whilst he had the 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 body uh, and his for as much grief as people give him, he was decent in the ring. He, he knew how to work a match. He for me, he didn't have the charisma to be that top guy. Unfortunately, no. um, and yeah, I think Vince. Um, Vince saw that and 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 realized that yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to think on my feet. And like you said, you had Bret Hart, you had um, a, a couple of years on. You would have Shawn Michaels. You didn't need Lex Luger to be that guy. Um, but Vince likes his big sweaty men. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. So those are our entries into this week's Hall of Lame. We have the FTR Stroke Revival's last days in the WWE and the Lex Express. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> just just so we're aware, Lex Luger now is a lovely fella. You see him in interviews now. He's fantastic and all that sort of stuff. He appreciates how much of an arsehole he was back in the day. So that's nice to hear. But is this he, is, is, this is, is he not dead? Luger? No. Are you sure? Lex Luger's not dead. Unless he's died in the last half an hour, and if you're going to break this news to me right now, I'm going to have to turn my camera off. No, he's not dead. <laughs> look at me wishing him dead. Well, I won't yeah, wish him dead. What's wrong with you? I just thought, for some reason, I thought he, he were dead. But, yeah, he's not. No. He's not dead. So there yeah, we go. Breaking a, news. Breaking news on Chain Wrestling. <laughs> Lex Luger is still alive. He's alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maxi. Let's have a quick dive into the chat, my friend, and then we better get on with our non-wrestling topic this week. Yes, let's. Um, so Dan saying he's wearing a Doctor Who uh, pod. Uh, we woo beat boop t-shirt. Yeah, we woo beat boop. Yeah. Uh, Sharon says that your t-shirt is on the era. Nice. Nice. We will beat boot for those who are unaware is a phrase that Dan coined for whenever somebody on the show talks in a really scientific, clever, time travelly way that we don't understand. We just say it's a bit of we will beat boop. So <laughs> and Dan's got that on a shirt and it looks cool because it's like half of it's the TARDIS and so on. Yeah, it's a good top. It's a good top. All of, all the shirts uh from uh SJP uh World Media are, are really good. So you should get them all. Get the collection. By- of them exactly exactly um dan's also saying uh the gazebo pod <laughs> yeah <laughs> a 52 week podcast on how to construct and watch a gazebo uh dismantle yeah um connor uh one of our favorite podcasts since the, uh the, the live shows began oh thank you very much connor though we massively appreciate that yeah that's very um, kind thank you Again, on to the Revival talk. Um, Dan saying uh, the Revival were good, but they were, just weren't the major players. Uh, oh, the, I mean, like I said, I'm not a massive fan of the Revival as people, but as wrestlers, they're such a throwback to what I loved about tag team wrestling. Um, they remind me of the Midnights. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Scotty Stanley said he so glad he missed all the revival television. Yeah, it was horrific. I mean, I wasn't watching live, thank thank the Lord. But yeah, you couldn't avoid the the ridicule on Twitter when this stuff was happening. Absolutely uh-huh. ridiculous. Uh, Dan is comparing the the revival's uh, potential last gimmick in WWE as Mad Cat Moss meets Buff Bagwell meets Naomi meets <laughs> ECW champ Vince oh, with a bit of lipstick thrown in. Yeah, meets Santina Morella. Mm. Yes. Uh, Cam nipping in to uh, to say congrats on the anniversary episode. Thank you very much, sir. Got to get back to uh, Maft. Mafting offspring, mafting offspring, making offspring. I don't know. He's come bang at it. Has he took the time out of making offspring? (laughs) He's on the the vinegar straw. Because honestly, if if that's the case, that's commitment. We're we're disappointed in all of you because that is actual Mm -hmm. dedication. (laughs) It absolutely is. Uh, Now on to the Luger stuff and Dan saying flank wanking, eagle shagging bullshit. Uh, it was a hip toss, Bobby Heenan from Scott Stanley. It was as well. He, I mean, that was not a that was not a slam, a was slam. it? It was no. Dan saying he hopes the bus driver shat in Luger's pillowcase, but it wouldn't matter because Luger didn't sleep on the bus, so he won't. Nah. He wouldn't be particularly bothered. Uh, Graham from Good Cop Bad Cop saying he's just got in from a day out, wanted to make sure we'd survive the sun. Heading back earlier uh, into the early show now. Oh dear, dear, dear. Magsy coughing his guts up. I'll just fill it in as he's uh, muted his mic there. I just, I'll sing you a song as he's having a drink. Or um, da, 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 da. There we you go, were Maxie making me back. laugh then while <laughs> coughing. That made it worse. Uh, as we said earlier, Luger can't even drink milk properly. The useless, uh, useless <laughs> shit. Uh, imagine if he dies before the audience drops. If he does, oh, no. tune in for next week's lottery numbers as well. Um, and Scottish Daddy, the total package lives. Who's this in the AEW arena? It's the total package. <laughs> and Dan saying, kids are too hot. I mean, that that's a sentence that maybe you shouldn't be saying. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, all kids and he's, or drama practice? And he's trying to get them to bed. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. For context, I hope he's talking about Cam. And he's getting his own kids to bed and the grumpy because the first four words of that sentence, that's Jimmy Savile tackle. Sorry, lad. Well, well, the whole thing. You read the first four words, that's bad enough. Then you read the second part. (laughs) And it's just worse. It just gets worse. What's going on? What what goes on in York when the temperature hits a certain point? Do people just... <laughs> I'm not going to use the. I'm not going to use the N word. I can't but. wait for this. I can't wait for this hot, hottest day of the year. I'm going to get some nonsense done. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> oh man, is it like the hotter the temperature, the younger? No, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. record temperatures. That <laughs> I'm just trying to understand how it works out there. That's all. Oh, okay? That was. That's all. Sad. Oh man. But, that was more for me. There are times when I really wonder how we've not already got cancelled. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. We'll, ne- we'll never get monetization. Never. No. No, no one will want to sponsor us, mate. No one will sponsor us, <laughs> especially now Savile's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we stood a chance whilst he was working at Radio 1, but... Um, we <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dan Griffin in the chat there. 40 degrees Celsius. It's Savile o'clock. Oh, my God. Let's move on. Ooh, before now we, then, now then. <laughs> let's move on before we just get cancelled altogether. 
Uh, our non-wrestling topic this week. Uh, we decided we're going to have a little look at people's snacking habits, but not just, you know, a bag of crisps here and there. Oh, well, don't. We said that. <laughs> I wasn't even going down the nonce road this time, saying we said that whilst <laughs> we look like someone who, who snack permanently all the time. Yeah, yeah totally. I get what you mean. <laughs> but I'll you were going to take it lowbrow again. So I'm trying to raise the, I wasn't. the I was, quality. I was laughing at something I heard earlier on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear you know my kids if they're still watching this they're just going oh dad stop it you know but yeah. <laughs> not just your kids other people's kids as well <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. I'm glad we made it to a year anyway this will be the last <laughs> yeah, here's for like... year two <laughs> <laughs> uh, NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yes, this week's non-wrestling topic is uh, about your snacking habits, what drinks you like and so on for certain events, whether that is... Uh, if you have a movie night or you go to the cinema or whatever or you go to a sports event or what started off in my head was snacks that we get in for when we stay up and watch a wrestling pay-per-view here in the uk Mm because a lot of them obviously on through the night so it's a little bit different for us than it is some of some of our uh, united states listeners and people elsewhere so yeah we had some really interesting comments i mean i'm going to start on whatsapp magsy before we jump across to Twitter, and we will start with my two girls, actually, my two youngest girls. Uh, Charlie says she'd normally have just a Coke or something similar. Snacks and snacks would be chocolate and crisps. Normally, she likes a Whisper and just plain ready-salted crisps. The ready-salted so. crisps, bang on. Not wrong with that. Whisper. Shame. I'm ashamed. Yeah, you don't like bubbly chocolate? No, I'm not gonna go, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. It's New Year... New start, no more bubbly chocolate arguments, okay? Okay. Because you're wrong. Um, (laughs) (coughs) uh, uh, My middle daughter, Livy, she has messaged here basically saying if she's going to the cinema or has uh, a movie time, she likes minstrels and some Fanta fruit twist. And that's the red one, isn't it? And that is nice. Have you tried the red red Fanta, Max? I don't drink a lot of sugary soda. Um, Okay. No, so I haven't. No, if I if I do drink that fizzy pop, it's it would be Dr Pepper. I prefer that. Right. But but yeah. see the, the so red Fanta. Okay, the red Fanta is very similar to a lot of drinks like that for me. If I have a little bit, it's it's gorgeous. But too much is like like you just said, it's too sweet of it. Too too yeah. much. Do you know what I mean so? Mm-hmm. Uh, she also enjoys Doritos and Oasis for if she's watching a sporting event. Uh, wrestling pay-per-view she doesn't really watch them so she can't really say but in general oasis fanta pringles and giant strawberries are her favorites so yeah oasis uh it used to be nice i've not had it for a long long time since it was uh stopping in the glass bottles right uh, the metal popper lids but yeah it used to be nice see i I like vimto squash mate and i just think you get a massive bottle of vimto squash for the same price as you get one bottle of oasis Mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer isn't it yeah, I, I like squash. I like cherries and berries, though. Not rather than uh, Vimto. Yeah, me. The, me. the wife, the wife loves Vimto. Yeah, oh, that's loves good it. stuff, man. Huh? Mm-hmm. 
we had a Vimto cheesecake from Iceland the other day. Okay, yeah, I've seen them. I've not tried them any good. I really enjoyed it. I, I, weren't, I weren't saying I've not tried one because I, I was skinned and I couldn't afford one. I just <laughs> not tried one. <laughs> no, I'm, I wasn't saying Mocking that you have a, for being oh, working dear. class. <laughs> I'm not saying that you couldn't afford a cheesecake. I'm just saying, yeah. How, how the worm has turned, sir. Since you've been <laughs> in regular employment, you have gone right up yourself. <laughs> oh, mate. Full of myself now, isn't I? Look at me. Look at me. You've been one pound cheesecakes, you fucking peasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear mr matt willis via whatsapp says here uh, he tends not to eat too much during football matches mainly because i'm usually doing it bollocks you sit on a throne of lies he is I've, I've literally been on streams with him where he's filling his face graham in the chat has told him off before for for filling his face during football streams is that right? Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're getting so misinformation he's from one fuck, of our he's listeners. He's a fucking here. liar. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I do not eat much during football matches, mainly because I'm usually streaming during it. But at a live game, I'll be the first in line for a good meat pie and a pint. Fair enough. Uh, movie night, usually at the cinema, sharing a box of salted popcorn, a bag of strawberry sweet, sugary sweets, a big Pepsi Max cherry, and the cliche hot dog. Mm-hmm. Would you, I've done a hot dog and popcorn, and, and that seems overkill to me. Do you know, I've never had a hot dog at the cinema. So it's just never. It's not been something that I've ever been tempted. I've had nachos, which is nice, uh, but if I'm going to the cinema, it's usually um, like um, Coke Zero or Sprite Zero, and uh, the biggest popcorn that you can get. Yeah, to me, it's all about the popcorn. I mean, I've not been to this. We figured it out the other week, actually, me and Sharon. The last time I went to the cinema was with her to see Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> that I mean, that's fairly recent. I was thinking, yeah, but is it not about ten Fly the old? Navigator, Fly the Navigator, yeah. <laughs> Masters of the Universe in nineteen eighty seven. How good of a film is that, though? How oh, good of a film good. is that? Was good. Uh, <laughs> Matt continues uh, for wrestling pay per views. Marmite sandwiches. The only time I don't eat these during a pay per view is when we did the Raw Rumble and WrestleMania here on Tekkers. Okay. I do like a Marmite sandwich, but I don't. I wouldn't want to... I mean, we'll get to my stuff in a bit anyway, because I, I you know, but I like to have a beer when I'm watching the wrestling if I'm staying up. <laughs> if I have a sandwich, I'm going to want to go to sleep. Surely if you have a beer, you're going to want to go to sleep. No, so if I, if I eat, that's it then. Okay. I mean, that's fair. So. Um, Marmite sandwich, though. Animal. Yeah. I love Marmite. Well, you, you would, obviously. They have Marmite port scratchings. You southerners. Southerners. They have Marmite port scratchings down the shop by me the other day, Mags. They are good. Yeah. That shop should get claws down. To be fair, I mean, I'm not going to name the shop, but people who know me and live around me will know what where I'm referring to. It should anyway. It's dodgy as. <laughs> you know? Under-the-counter under siggies, uh, 13 oh, yeah. and... Thirteen and under can go and get a bottle of uh, cheap vodka. Yeah, it's, it'll be that kind uh, you, of shop, I assume. You can buy you can buy single cigarettes for skinning up, and if you if you yeah you can go in there and buy a single cigarette to skin up from. And if you've not got the weed, I'll sell you that too. So <laughs> and you can DM me this uh, the shop address if you if you like. Yeah, signed. And <laughs> on to Twitter, we have Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter. Uh, 
top top friend of the show we love you steve oh you're brilliant mate a yeah. bit of a boring answer but nothing whenever i get opportunity to watch tv wrestling it's usually when i'm relaxing after work however i did used to eat a bag of sweets or a cabris wholeness bar when younger watching cory and eastenders wholeness bar what's that hmm i think you mean mean whole nut oh yeah that would make more sense wouldn't it unless there is a bar called wholeness but I have not, I can't say I've heard of it, but I would assume whole nut. Yeah, of, uh, you don't get a whole nut anymore, do you? It's, it's chopped nut now. What a cop out. Is it? What? You can't well, get you a can. You can get a whole nut, but it's like £4 million or whatever. It's really expensive. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not a massive chocolate eater, but I don't mind a whole nut. Yeah, I like the whole I used to like getting all the chocolate off and then just having like a look in theory i could have just gone and bought a bag of hazelnuts i suppose but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no you put yourself through the rig brawl of, yeah. of getting all the chocolate off those hazelnuts yeah yeah but um yeah whole nut you, i mean the, you can still get them but they're like crazy expensive and like the one pound bars that they do that certain size cabri and all that mm-hmm. it's chopped nut now and you just get little bits of shitty like almost like the bits that you pick out your teeth after eating a whole nut that's what's in the chocolate oh that sounds really disappointing it's crap mate Mm. it's crap but there we go uh we have here james at 80s and 90s wrestling on twitter he says double layered cheesy nachos with jalapenos and chili sauce for a film night and a pay-per-view okay at the football i always at the football i always grab a pork cob with apple sauce, onions, and gravy. Pork cob. So cob, cob. means a sandwich, like a bread roll. Uh, okay, right. Um, always have a beer or six at sporting events. Oh, and, scra- <laughs> and scratching. Or a beer or six. <laughs> yeah, beer or six. <laughs> Grab a bag of scratchings for a quid, win at the football. Try the Marmite ones. Oh, yeah. Try. I actually go well with ale as well. Try the gorse pepper pork scratchings. They are. I haven't heard of these. They are delicious. Oh, why? I'm not. I'm going to look those up. Spicy, very spicy, but but good. Oh, I'm going to, have to make the same apology today that I did last week with regards to how much I'm sweating. I've got I've got something here to just literally wipe the sweat from because it's going in my eyes and it stings like a bitch where I'm so sweaty, mm-hmm. and I keep touching my microphone. So apologies if that happens. If I don't if I don't remember to mute my mic before I do this and I knock my mic, I, I apologise. But there we go. Um. Nachos, jalapenos, and chili sauce for a film night or a pay-per-view. Sounds, yeah, that sounds that, good. Yeah, it sounds fantastic, but that's indigestion city, isn't it, surely? Well, I suppose if you've, if you've um, prepped yourself, if you've, um, you've eaten spicy food uh, for a long time, it'll just, it will barely touch the sides. Yeah, okay, I suppose. Ah, I mean, Connor, jalapeno, no, jalapenos are... are they're the like the the lightweight chilies, though, aren't they? I don't know, man. Sometimes I buy a jar of jalapenos, and I'm like, "Fuck no, that's hot!" And then I get another really? jar, and it's not it's not the same. I mean, I I put jalapenos in pretty much everything. When I go to Subway's, it's always jalapenos on on any sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, I do the same. When I have my toasty every day, when I get in from work, because I do eat a toasty every day when I get in from work, because I love it. I always Living have the, the dream. Living yes, oh, mate. the dream. Honestly, that little half an hour, 45 minute window when I get in from work and Shah goes off to pick the kids up and I'm sat there with my cup of tea, my toasty and Sky Sports News on, that's fantastic. 
going off topic, me and me and the wife this week have been making our own butter. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a joke there, which I'm going to leave well alone, so tread carefully where you go from here on. No, no, actual, <laughs> like, spreadable butter, what you put on your toast, or yeah. if you're buttering your toasty with, uh, yeah, we've been making our own. Bloody yeah. okay. Isn't that just leaving milk to go off, though? No, that's... No, that's yoghurt. Yoghurt or cheese. Yeah, no, it's just, like you got it's so butter, easy to you? do. It, it actually stems from the fact that Lurpak is like seven quid for a tub now. Right. So we thought, so we thought we'd have a go at making it ourselves, and we can. It's easy. It's just literally double cream whipped until the butter like sticks together and the buttermilk separates. <laughs> I was about to say, I want you to send me a tub of your butter, but now I'm thinking I want to wear that a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own butter, sir. You're not having any of my butter. It's for okay. me. It's for me and me only. <laughs> oh, dear. Connor Knows Soccer, at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He says here, movie night, the classic popcorn, with a whole lot of butter. <laughs> There's the butter again. With either a cherry Coke or a regular Mountain Dew. Uh, sporting event, if I'm by myself, I order in Wingstop and either get 10 boneless barbecue wings and a side of fries or 10 regular wings bone in with lemon pepper dry rub. Okay, so obviously we need to skirt around bone in and dry rub because that's going to be a minefield for us there, how we're thinking tonight. But <laughs> this, this episode is off the rails. It's <laughs> off the rails already. Uh, one thing that I, I do want to pick Connor upon, and it's a, a very, it feels like a very American thing, but butter on, on popcorn... Not ever been, not ever been something I've wanted to try. Um, like wet, soggy popcorn. I get the butter tastes nice, but like putting butter on popcorn, yeah, mm, not for me. I, see, I, don't, I don't know why, but I can't imagine it being wet. Oh yeah, I know well, that's what she said. Ha ha ha. But I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but in my head, I wouldn't imagine. It's like you have toffee popcorn. Mm-hmm. That's not wet, is it? It's not like wet toffee poured over the top. It's like, you know, I, for some reason, yeah. I imagine it being well, it like is. just a butter flavour. No, because you see in, in American, in, in, well, in films where they put the, the butter on it and it's liquid. The but It's oh, literally okay. pressed on. It's liquid, yeah. It's uh, Dan Griffin saying uh, butter on popcorn is surprisingly good. Yeah, I, I, get, I bet the taste is delicious. Uh, my issue would be the soggy popcorn, but Dan says... The popcorn doesn't really go soggy. Uh, it might be something I have to try. I don't like it when certain foods go soggy. That, yeah, you know, I'm not a big soggy food fan. No, like, like well, I've said it before on the show, aren't we? Like like soggy biscuits. Soup. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, breakfast cereals, for example, i got to try and eat them quickly before the milk makes <laughs> yeah, it soggy. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, just Cheerios everywhere, showering the, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids, can't stop. The milk's setting in. Um, <laughs> uh, Cam, at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says here, all about the snackage. Cinema trips are the biggest events at the Mo. He has to be a Pepsi Max or Tango Ice Blast to drink, though. Mm-hmm. Nachos Pepsi Max every- Cherry or Pepsi Max Lamb. Oh, Oh, Pepsi Max Lime, yeah. We, we went out the weekend, and the kids, and I think the wife tried some as well, Pepsi Max Strawberry. Oh. 
and that Sounds was very good. nice. But again, similar to the Red Fanta, got a bit sickly a bit quick for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was nice, I can yeah. I can see that. Yeah, uh, nachos with everything on them, and to round it off, a perfectly balanced mix of sweet and salted popcorn. Winner. That's Same the drink winner. with any Haribo sweet for other events. Okay. Um, sweet and salted mixed together popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. That's the winner. Is it? Sweet, uh, yeah. Sweet and salted popcorn is the best popcorn. By See, I like sweet popcorn. Way. I like salted popcorn. But I would rather have two separate so I know what I'm getting than mix them up. No, you... you they don't get half a bag of sweet popcorn, half a bag of salt popcorn, mix them up, and like it's lucky dip. It's the the whole of the popcorn is sweet and salty. Right. Okay. It's not. Oh no! I got a salty one. Well, no, I just. Oh. I don't really know what I thought. To be fair. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's just sweet. The mixture of like salted caramel. Uh, it's the the saltiness brings out uh, an extra dimension in the sweetness. Uh, it's the best salted salted uh, salt and sweetie popcorn is is it's the truth. It's amazing. Uh, see, I like salted popcorn as is. To be fair, that's the one I would go to. Okay, that's fair. Toffee it's popcorn, wrong, I ain't a fan of either. All right, fine, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> mind a little bit of toffee popcorn. Too much is just sickly sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all, really. I like I like okay. the salted one, then the sweet one, you know, but I don't know about all this mixing stuff up. That's all a bit newfangled, isn't it? I it's, see not, a change. it's not mixed up. They, they, they are sweet and salty at the same time. Well, that's just weird, isn't it? Why? Why would anyone? It's like it's like you get just tangy. Listen, it's like I know you are adverse to change. Tangy, what do you want tangy sour sweets for? They're supposed to be sweets. It makes no sense. Just try. I'm probably not going. No, I know. <laughs> uh, Chris Bellis at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He says it depends. If the kids fancy a movie day, we go all in with similar s- cinema style snacks, mostly nachos for him and homemade popcorn for them. I tend to watch the pay-per-views the day after, so usually cereal and enough coffee to keep an elephant perky. <laughs> I suppose. And that's what we didn't really think of, I guess, isn't it? Like people have different habits depending on when they're watching the shows. Yeah. If I stay up for a pay-per-view, I'll have a few beers. If I don't stay up for a pay-per-view and watch it on, let's say, the Monday afternoon, I mean, that's toasty time. So I'm having a toasty and a cup of tea. So... No, nothing wrong with that. If you're, if depending on what time you're watching it, you fill your face with whatever you like. There you go, look. Uh, our good friend Scottish Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter says, "Gotta be Red Bull, especially with these marathon seven-hour WrestleManias <laughs> and five-hour Summer Slams." <laughs> so this is where you go wrong. Coffee, just drink, just black coffee. That'll keep you awake for WrestleMania. Oh, see, I don't like coffee, so. And I don't particularly like Red Bull, so that's not for me. No, I don't mind some energy drinks. I like the I like the sort of mango ones and stuff like that. I don't mind yeah. Monster um, Zero Sugar White one. The oh yeah, is it the white one? That's nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't mind that either. But it's got to be absolutely ice cold if it's yeah, if it's warm in any way. Cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin Twenty One. He says here, soft drink for all occasions, Pepsi Max. Alcoholic drink for all occasions, beer. <laughs> Fair enough. Such a wide Snack. gamut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snack for cinema, cinema, salted or buttered popcorn. 
Haribo Tang Fast Tang Fastics or chocolate raisins. Chocolate raisins, yeah. no man. The wrong Haribo. Oh. The wrong Haribo for a kickoff, but what Haribo would you have then, Mags? Pinballs. Pin- uh that get a bit too much. Let me make my teeth go funny after a while. No, or blocks or Haribo blocks. I like the you know the the blue bag? Oh the star mix. Yeah, there's another one that's red. Okay. Super mix. Oh yeah, super I think it's super mix. Yeah. I like the super mix. I don't know why I said there's a blue one, I like the red one. I should have just yeah. said I like the red one. <laughs> yeah. But it's in case people didn't couldn't tell the difference between the blue one and the red one. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite know why I did that. Um, Dan also says half time at the football, Bovril and a steak pie. Crisps for any situation, Pringles, sour cream, or knickknacks, any flavour. I do like a knickknack, you know. That's good stuff. Purple knickknacks are the best. Um, I used to like the the cream and cheesy one as well, but they stopped doing them for some reason. I'm not a massive fan of the the uh, the orange ones. Is it uh, nice and spicy? Yeah, yeah. They're not spicy enough for me, but... Uh, yeah, the they purple used to ones be spicy, are... mate. They changed the flavour, yeah, didn't no, they? Yeah, no. The the purple one, they're the and and the the scampi and lemon one they used to do. Um, mm. It's more just lemon now. There's no taste of scampi there. Yeah, it's yeah, a shame. That's a shame. Uh, Dan's partner in crime at UTT Rob on Twitter. He simply just says beer, and, and then says, and if you want beer, use promo code UTT Podcast fifteen to get fifteen percent off at Tart- Tartarus Beers. Is that what I said that right? Mm-hmm. Tartarus Beers. Tartarus beers, yep. Shameless plug on someone else's show. But that's signed. We're all about that, mate. Send them in. We'll do it. And Tartarus <laughs> also do a ghost chili and beer infused hot sauce. That sounds that sounds naughty. That sounds incredible. To, I might have to use uh my the code UTT Podcast 15 to get some money off that sauce. Definitely, definitely. That sounds amazing. And lastly, from Twitter, we have at Good Bad Baseball. For baseball, it has to be nachos, unless you are at Wrigley Field, home of the Chicago Cubs, and then it has to be the Chicago-style hot dog. I only get a beer if the stadium is named after a beer. So I had a Coors at the Coors Field, a Miller at the Miller at Miller Park, etc. Okay. You only get a beer if the stadium is named after a beer. So what about like if you go to the Smoothie King Stadium? Do you get a smoothie? Or the Dairy Queen Stadium? Do you get ice cream? Well, he said that one place he went to was the Wrigley Stadium. So does he just chew gum? <laughs> he may do. He absolutely may. And if he yeah. goes to the, the Crypto.com Stadium, does he buy Bitcoin? Yeah, maybe. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxi, what about yourself, mate? If you're, uh, if you're staying up to watch a pay-per-view or going to a football match or even watching a football match at home, what are your, what are your go-tos, mate? If you, could, if you have anything you want, you know? Okay, so if if I am in the mood for something hot, uh, I'll I can I usually make some ribs, um, or I'll make some chicken wings. But if I'm talking snacks, um, I've got a couple of go-to's. Uh, salted uh, sweetie popcorn is a good one. Um, cashew nuts, absolutely love cashews or uh, pistachios. But I've actually got two recommendations here and i'll put them up on the camera first one flips chocolate covered pretzels now you can get these in loads of different flavors my favorite 
is this isn't my favourite. My favourite is the peanut butter one. And then my go-to, and this shows how classy of a person I am. Taki Fuego. Now these are essentially Doritos rolled up and they are um, chili and lime flavour. Um, now you have to get them imported. Uh, you, you can't just get them from your local corn shop there and they think they cost about four quid a bag, um, which is sounds ridiculous, but they are worth it. So if it's a, if it's a pay-per-view um, or anything like that, my go-to is definitely Taki Fuego. Still muted, sir, so that's fun. Sorry, I said I'll have to give them a go. They sound really good. They are. They are, they are really, really delicious. And yeah, luckily, right. there's only me in the house that, that likes them, so I don't have to share oh, them. That's always a good one, isn't it? That's always good. You know? That's always good. I like it when I like something that nobody else does. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like for a little while, white chocolate. Nobody else knows like white chocolate. One of the kids has started enjoying it now, so I'm going to have to find something else. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm going to have to share. Nobody else likes Marmite, so I'm all right with that. Well, I you don't know. like Marmite, so you definitely don't have to share that with me. Well, it's a bit of a long way to go out on a sandwich, isn't it? Barely to Gloucester, Johnny. <laughs> but there we go. I, I, for me, mate, if I'm staying out and watching a pay-per-view, I like to have a beer. Uh, I can't eat too much, though, because if I start snacking, I won't stop snacking, and I'll fall asleep. So I oddly went through this period of buying a bag of Bombay mix and always I just mean, like, you know, the last hour or so, just smashing through a bag of Bombay mix. <laughs> I don't mind Bombay mix. It's not a go-to, but if there's some available, I'll I'll nibble on some. But, yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's nice. I suppose it's nice because I'm hammered as well. Yeah, you know, my yeah. wife in the chat there. Keep your fucking marmite. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Don't you worry about that. In fact, that's that's all he's getting from now on. Yeah, marmite. That's literally all I can keep because other stuff I put in the shelf it just disappears. You know, we got these. We got ice cream, the ice pops, and all the, the frozen lollies and stuff, Magsy. Yeah, and the wife bought a handful of these these slightly thicker ones that you snap in half and you get two halves to it. Okay. Okay. Do, now, they, do you twist the middle? Yeah, you twist and snap them, and then you got to, yeah. And I bloody love them. And there's loads of other stuff bought for the kids, and these were primarily bought for me. They vanished. I was like, "Where are my fucking snappers gone? Where are my ice snappers gone?" And the wife was like, "Well, they weren't Same. actually meant meant for you." I was like, "They bloody were. They were mine." Same in this house. Anything uh, frozen and sweet will get demolished unless it's vegan. So okay, you get. So if you, if I get um, if I fancy some ice cream, I'll specifically get vegan ice cream or vegan magnums, things like that, because everybody else in the house can't stand vegan stuff. So I know that they'll be there when I want to get them. If I got some regular magnums, this house has a the people uh, who live in have this skill of being able to sniff out when I've got something stashed in the freezer. Amazing. Like, you know how some people can smell when it's going to start raining? The, yeah. Uh, like the, the the wife can, she'll be, yeah, there's, there's some fabs in that freezer. Where are they? <laughs> Even stashed behind the Brussels sprouts and the, and the frozen spinach, and she'll still find them. So, oh, so maybe I should start doing stuff like that, because I I'd, I'd get the, um, 
uh, the shopping in and put it away myself and all that. And the, the, you know, you, you have it organised in a way in the freezer. You know, certain drawers for certain types of food and whatnot. The top drawer is always where the ice creams go. But then there's other bits and bobs that go in certain places that I like, that I like <laughs> as well. So maybe I should start hiding. Like, I mean, I like a fish cake, Maxi. Maybe I should start hiding my little bag of fish cakes underneath like the peas because nobody will touch the fucking peas. Get a box or a bag of something that you know that they detest, empty it out, and put your stuff in that bag. Mm, that's like a camouflage. Fight. Spinach or something. Whoa, don't slag off spinach. <laughs> uh, oh, Sire's specific mama for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I get Sharon the there saying, now. Yep, Sharon <laughs> saying, keep your fucking marmite. Yeah, keep your mouth out, and you have specific mouth out for fucking. Yep, it's Vegemite as he is bringing the meat, the chip. A yes, lot. I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxi, is there anything else in the chat we want to dive into before we uh, before we talk a bit of wrestling, mate? Yep, let's uh, let's scroll back first of all. Matt Boo from uh, Five Nerds Go. How are you, sir? Uh, need to get some. Prince Andrew, I mean, that was the wrong comment to click on. Uh, should have gone with that one. Just came to see my sweaty face. Um, Graham confirming why I said that Matt Willis is continually eating on, on Radio Techers and he's full uh, of shit. Full uh, of thank shit. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Graham. Uh, Scottish Danner saying, Indigestion City, that tickled him. Can't be a bit of hashtag uh, toasty talk. Then getting bullied because I, I made my own butter. Uh, ridiculous, you absolute children. But uh, I'm basting myself in this heat. <laughs> my nut butter is 4 dollars a tub. Hey, that's not a bad price though, mate. Depends how many times you can look at Hand-churned man butter. Hand-churned man. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, then clarify butter and the uh, popcorn isn't absorbent. Is it not? Would I'd say popcorn looks absorbent. Yeah, I'd have so. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna start um, dipping it into stuff now and see what happens. Yeah, try it into Marmat. Try popcorn, Marmat popcorn. I'll tell you what. I bet that'd be no. banging. You know? No, it was. I, it was a joke. Don't no, I reckon that'd be really Marmite. good. Just did the salted. It'd have to be the salted Marmite. No, not the salted Marmite. You don't get sweet Marmite. What the fuck am I about? The salted popcorn. I mean, I bet that'd be lush. No, it wouldn't. Anyway, let's move on. Because uh, that's disgusting. Uh, soggy yep. biscuits are apparently an acquired taste. Um, don't know what you mean, Dan. Don't know what you mean, sir. Mm, no. Uh, Dan, I don't really know what I thought is up there with I know words. <laughs> which you can get on a T-shirt. Uh, you can. I know words. Hashtag chain wrestling live. Brilliant stuff. Matt saying Haribo marshmallows are better than Haribo tangfastics. Nope. Any more? I mean, I don't mind marshmallows, but they're they are lower tier on the sweets, aren't they? Really. Haribo marshmallows aren't like I remember marshmallows being when I was a kid either. They don't taste the same. Well, what do they taste of? Marshmallows. Well, they taste. No, yeah, they taste like marshmallows, but not as good as other marshmallows. Okay. So marshmallows used to be really powdery as well, didn't it? Yeah. And I think the Haribo is it's it's not powder though it's it's like icing sugar in it. Yeah, but you you don't get that on the Haribo ones. I don't know, but I want my white powder, damn it! Jesus, <laughs> have to get your mate Harry in then for that. 
Um, Dan asking what the fuck are Haribo blocks? So Haribo blocks are uh, they're essentially the 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 toffees from Haribo like strips or uh, the pinballs in a block. You get uh, five mini blocks in one big block, and yeah, the they're just like a chew, just like a Haribo flavored chew. Oh, nice. And he's saying Haribo sour sparks are a new favorite. Not tried them. Not a massive sour sweets fan uh, the the wife always tries to trick me into eating sour sweets because she knows i'll i'll pull a, a horrible cringy face <laughs> the, the, the name says it all sweets why they, they shouldn't be sour no i agree anything sour is ridiculous um dan uh, uh this is uh graham saying dan did you uh, see the article from lad bible saying men under 40 shouldn't have more than a, a shot glass of beer a day study fans that's a fucking ridiculous ridiculous study uh, why would you put that in a, in the the time that we're in where uh we have very little um to to please us uh we, we've been ravaged by covid we've been locked in our houses for months why take beer away from us, Lad Bible, you fucking pricks? I'm going to fight against Lad Bible there and just carry on drinking as I want. Yeah. I'm not going to let yeah. Lad Bible dictate to me. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. sir. No, <laughs> sir. You're not my mom, Lad Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go then. Thank you so, so much to everybody in the chat on Twitter. Uh, via WhatsApp, whatever, getting in touch with the show for our non-wrestling topic. We say it every week, but we genuinely mean it. This show does not work without you. Also, on the topic of shows, today, via SJP World Media, there's an episode of In the Corner with Benny Mack that has come out, and it's he's ranking his top five favourite WWE title belts, and also the first episode of Regularly Scheduled Hostilities has come out from josh yvonne and chuck in the states i say the first episode is actually episode 139 but it's episode number one with us and it's their look back on the money in the bank pay-per-view the wwe recently held and we're going to be putting their show out on a weekly basis now and it's a general look at wrestling week by week from people in the states i guess so i'm hoping it'll give us a different viewpoint a different set of opinions to some of the people this side of the pond so to speak so go and check those shows out on the sjp world media main feed easiest way of finding that is to just search sjp world media on wherever all your podcasts are played or hosted uh, or by going to the social medias and you'll find links in there as well mate there we go mm-hmm. yeah just so much great content on on the network uh you would be a fool to to not uh not have have this network on your podcast feed of choice uh so yeah go and dive in exactly bud exactly um speaking of people talking wrestling i mean we should probably do a bit of that okay then uh, let's get I don't know if anyone can hear this, but I'm so sweaty right now and so hot. As I I lean back in my chair, my back and my t-shirt actually squelches. It genuinely squelches. It's disgusting. Oh, it's horrific. My shirt is glued to me. It's terrible. What have we got there, Magsy? What's Dan Griffin saying? So Dan saying, turn up your AC, point every fan possible at your sweaty extremities, grab an ice cream or a vegan one if you don't want to share, uh, and enjoy story time with Mags and Sarah. 
Ah, brilliant stuff, mate. Brilliant stuff. Okay. Now, last week, the poll was very much with, I suppose, chain wrestling revisited in mind, Mm -hmm. I guess. Looking at matches that were quite... I, I suppose quite symbolic in our early part of our run magazine, our audio-only days, uh, matches that were quite big polls for us. I mean, the first mm-hmm. poll was obviously this, the match that went on to win the very first poll. Uh, the other one being the Sergeant Slaughter Hulk Hogan match that was also a big part of our early audio-only episodes with the jokes that we ran with that and so on. Well, we, that you ran with. That I ran, yeah. And I ran it into the ground, mate. I, I, I destroyed that game. You milked it. You I milked it. Like, like, like Vince McMahon milking Hulkamania in 1993, I milked that gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what people voted for, interestingly enough, was to go back to the very first episode of Chain Wrestling and have a look at the main event from WCW Mayhem in 2000, Booker T defending the WCW world title against Scott Steiner in a, stra- a straight jacket steel cage match. Now, this has obviously been reissued out via um, Radio Tech as a while back, and also it's on SJP World Media as part of the 50 episodes that we uploaded as part of Chain Wrestling Revisited last week. Now, I was going to go back and listen to our first episode to then see if my opinions changed when I rewatched the match again for mm-hmm. this episode. In the end, though, I decided not to. I thought, I'm going to watch it because it's the first time I've seen this since episode one. Same. Yep. So I thought I could watch this. We'll review it again. And then I'll listen to the show tomorrow. And maybe we can have a little comparison on another day as to how much our minds have changed, Magsy. Yeah. Or um, stayed the same. Perhaps we're, I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but I, I was along the, the, the kind of same mindset as you. Should I go and listen to, to my thoughts uh, uh, of the match from um, over, over a year ago? Or should I watch it with, with fresh eyes and a fresh opinion and, and kind of have the, uh, the past year or so of, of chain wrestling uh, and the matches we watched to... to to reclassify this match almost uh, because this was the 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 bar setter for for mm. the whole of the uh, whole of the show how does it stack up to some of the the good uh the bad and the ugly wrestling that we've we've watched since so uh i thought that it would be better to kind of keep that fresh uh, and 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 not kind of like uh, uh influence myself with what we said um, 18 months or, uh, or so ago and look at it through essentially through uh, a fresh pair of eyes yeah yeah exactly and you're right in saying that it was kind of like the bar it, as I mentioned at the top of the show we both gave this 5 out of 10 so my first thought especially in the early couple of months of doing the show was is this better or worse than mm-hmm. this match do I go above 5 or lo- below 5 and then I sort of get my ratings from there now that's changed a little bit as, as the year has gone on because other shows are, imp- uh, sorry, other matches are influencing my decisions now. But this was very much the very beginning of where <laughs> I set my ratings to. So, as you said, Max, yeah. very much the bar for what we were what we were doing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, first time I've watched it back since episode one. Same for you, Magsy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is not a match that you would go back to on a regular basis. Like, oh, I've got fifteen minutes spare. What shall I watch? Let's bang on Mayhem Two Thousand. <laughs> 
Well, that's one thing actually that I was gonna I was gonna touch upon. This is a steel cage match, so obviously you've got that stipulation there, but you've got the added stipulation of the straight jacket as well. And then you, it's the world title; it's the main event. So the fact that it only goes what fourteen and a half minutes or whatever it may well be, bout to bout, yeah, doesn't seem like much. But then you look across the, the pay-per-view itself. This has got 12 or 13 matches on it. This is like yeah. WrestleMania 7 or WrestleMania 4 levels of just match after match after match after match. And, and the whole pay-per-view is less than three hours, which, I mean, it's, it's shorter than an, a weekly natural for a pay-per-view. Which, mm. So these matches come thick and fast. Um, I still think that this was one of the longer matches on the card as well. Um, so it certainly got enough time i mean do did people really want to see scott steiner in a in a 25 30 minute broadway match probably not uh and to to kind of look at the the uh, the straight jacket we obviously mocked it in the in the first time we reviewed this uh and but if we if you go back through the storyline of why this is this is it's because scott steiner had become wild he'd become crazy um he he'd uh, got himself disqualified in in the the, the previous pay-per-view uh for for the towel uh, and he was out of control so that's where the straight jacket kind of comes into play so in terms of the storyline it's a sensible move in terms of the match maybe not so much yeah and also that that doesn't make sense for me from a storytelling standpoint either if if Steiner has cost himself the world title in a previous event by getting himself disqualified by being out of control, why are they then giving him another opportunity as because the heel? He, it doesn't make sense from a story he, standpoint. He came to the ring with a, a big, long lead part, so he's kind of bullying his way into a title match. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I see. Fair enough. Some of that strikes me straight away, though, Magsy, is the entrances for this. We obviously have our good buddy Buffer there doing the ring entrances again for a vast sum of money, probably paid a lot more than some of the wrestlers were for that particular night's work. Mm-hmm. Um, Steiner looks amazing here, coming to the ring, ripped as he is and so on. And he... It, it, the whole package here, Steiner, looks incredible. The guy looks amazing. The bleach blonde hair, the beard, the lead pipe. Medeja as well with him. Medeja, uh, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, the, the, as a group, this looks awesome. And Booker T, it always throws me when he comes out with short hair. Because we're so used to seeing him. He, by the time he gets into the WWF in, in 2001, so very you know not too long after this at all, he's already got the start of his dreads. So seeing yeah. Booker T with short hair, it really throws me every single time. Yeah, with with, with the fade as well. Uh, yeah, it's uh, mm. it's very young Booker T. He looks uh, it looks so so young compared to uh, his later uh, WWE career. And now on commentary, um, he's very aged, very wizened. But now he at this time he looks like a young, hungry wrestler. Um, but yeah, it is quite jarring. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the match starts... It's very, I suppose, the term we use quite often to describe certain passages of, of wrestling on this show. 
it's very punchy kicky for quite a while isn't it this match mm -hmm. we don't mm -hmm. get a lot of we don't get a lot of wrestling moves for a start uh, and we don't get a lot of I suppose even just simple things like suplexes and so on don't really come into it until much later in the contest the first part is incredibly punchy kicky isn't it brawling on yeah. the outside Steiner jumps Booker T whilst his introductions are still being made by Michael Buffer who I think is in the ring yep what and what kind of th threw me about this match is that um, this was essentially a hell in a cell uh, with the yes. added stipulation of a, of a straitjacket um, but Medeja was in the in the cell as well yeah uh, it's coming from a, a, a predominantly WWE kind of background where the point of Hell in a Cell or cage matches was to keep the outside from getting involved, not to lock the outside in there with you. It was uh, very weird. But WSW did a lot of it. I mean, the Hell in a Cell is a big special event here still in, in WWE. Nowadays, not so much. It's it's bloody stupid red color, and the fact it's got a pay per view that they have to sort of shoehorn storylines into that that you know stipulation every year and I. But back in two thousand and two thousand and one and a few years after, it was still a big deal. Hell in the Cell, mm -hmm. WCW, they had cage matches. It seemed like every other week on Nitro and Thunder at, at around this time, and their cage always always did have a roof on it, and it always did have the wider base as well. So they were effectively doing a hell in the cell all the bleeding time. You know, I think there was a run with nitro where the cage was hung above the ring just in case every single yeah. week. Yeah. Just, just keep it there. Just in case we want a cage batch. Yeah. Just in case, you know, Russo or Bischoff or whoever changes their mind, what they're doing halfway through a live broadcast, which used to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, again, very punchy kicky. Um, we do get the Scott Steiner, elbow drop where he kisses the bicep drops the elbow and the referee gets to one and he rolls over and starts doing the, the press ups. ups I love that I so, love that it was awesome. so cocky so cocky and he eyeballs Charles Robinson the referee whilst he's doing yeah. it as well like, look at me little nature you can't do this <laughs> oh man I, it sucks so bad that it went wrong for him in WWE when he came back mm -hmm. Because I was a yeah. big fan of Steiner. Just, this could have been so good. But yes, um, we get a suplex eventually on Booker T. That was quite impressive. And then it goes back to being a bit punchy, kicky again. I mean, Booker T can't find what he's looking for under the ring at one stage. It goes all the way around the ring. Yeah. All the way around. <laughs> um, and then a little bit more when he's trying to uh, make sure Medeja doesn't get involved. Yeah, that was... Uh, and I don't, I don't even know what he was looking for, um, because he goes to the ring uh, under the ring later on for a for a chair, which we'll get to, and finds it straight away. So I don't get what he was actually looking for. No. So maybe that's no why idea. it went. Maybe that's why it went uh, back to the the punchy kicky stuff because um, there was something that that was meant to happen and and didn't because oh, Booker okay. couldn't find what he wanted, so they had to uh, essentially call it on the fly, I suppose. Okay, that didn't even enter my mind, but you could be absolutely spot on there. That'd make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. From what we saw, yeah. Well, that's a great shape. Um, we do get a pretty cool spot where Scott Steiner uses the Olympic slam or the angle slam, I suppose. From He stood on the middle, but Booker T comes off the top rope. That looked quite impressive. But yeah. then he follows it up with a fucking bear hug. Magsy, you know my thoughts on the bear hug. It's just like, oh, fucking hell. Or any momentum you got from that move from the top rope has now gone. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the bear hug. It's very much a, 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 a like 60s, 70s uh, mm. style wrestling move. No real kind of uh, place for it in even in 2000 wrestling. And like I said, you lose all that momentum from the the the, the heavy hitting, uh, essentially Samoan drop from the, the the middle rope into a bear hug. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, makes no sense, mate. Makes no sense. Um, Booker T does hit his missile drop kick, though. I mean, it's a bit, <laughs> a bit restricted because of the roof of the cage. And we see him in other events, especially around this time, hitting that. And he's such a tall, gangly guy. He's got such long legs. When he yeah. hits that missile drop kick, it looks spectacular. Even here, even though he can't get maybe as high off the, the rope as he, as, he, like as, he, as he wanted to, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then this is where we the, the jacket starts to come into play as well. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, Booker T goes to fetch it first, doesn't he? But gets chucked off by Steiner. Mm-hmm. And then Steiner nearly chucks himself off. <laughs> well, he, he, he almost falls from the, the second rope. Uh, mm. Then gets, uh, you see Booker T in the back um, selling <laughs> selling the, the, the pain from, from Scott Steiner. Clearly watching him to make sure he gets to the, 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 the straight jacket. Steiner eventually does get onto the top of uh, the the ropes using the the cage for to keep himself up, and then we get Tony Schiavone on commentary uh, saying, "This is going to be really hard for him to to get the straight jacket down," and he just rips it down in like a second. <laughs> and that for me, that for me telegraphs what is going to happen with this straight jacket because yeah. it was meant to be hard to retrieve from the top of the cage. It was piss easy. So is that going to factor into what happens with the straight jacket later on? Let's find out. Uh, I mean, the whole thing with fetching the straight jacket there, though, uh, Booker T he effectively gives um, an electric chair, they call it, don't they, to Scott Steiner, yeah. who's on his shoulders and he just drops back. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, that you're getting dropped from six foot odd in the air onto your back. It's going to hurt. Booker T then fetches the straight jacket, as you said, Magsy, far too bloody easily. Then starts trying to put the straight jacket on Scott Steiner. Can't quite do it. Ends up keep keeps kicking him. Tries again. Gives him another little kick you, as well. Tries again. Ah, oh. you are underselling this. So let's let's really da- dive into this. So Booker starts to put the straight jacket onto Scott Steiner. Uh, gets his first arm in. Then realizes that he's he's got it on the wrong way around. The, the clips are meant to go <laughs> to the back. So he takes it off, holds it up, like gives it a confused look like, how the fuck does this, do, does this work? How am I meant to put this on? Realises that he's kind of like wasting time, drops the straight jacket, lays the boot in, and then starts to put it on the right way for, for oh. Scott Steiner. But even then... With this is, and this is Scott really kind of uh, uh, selling that he's he's uh, he's dazed, uh, but also kind of helping Booker with uh, putting the straight deck on. Booker still gets it fucking wrong because yep. he goes to clip uh, at the back, and he ends up being 
uh, Cadillac someone when they've got dressed in the dark and you do you're wearing a button up shirt and you realize that your top button on one side is not on the top button on the other yeah. side it's like three or four one. buttons down yeah. yeah so essentially he clips the bottom of one side of the the straight jacket to the middle of the other side so essentially we've got Scott Steiner like this with the straight jacket on <laughs> all from an electric chair that should have yeah. been Booker T's finisher. It's a devastating he's not, move. He's not Steiner out for a good two minutes here with that move. Mm-hmm. He could have won the world title 30 times with that if mm-hmm. he thought about it, couldn't he? He could, easily. Uh, then Booker goes and gets his chair, doesn't he, from under the ring. And Which we get he finds first yeah. time. He doesn't have to check every corner of the ring. He no. finds it first time. <laughs> goes straight past the lead pipe, which is in plain view to fetch the chair that is under the ring. That doesn't quite make sense, but okay, whatever. Now, obviously... No, 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 no. Tony Schiavone explains why. Because a chair is as as dangerous, perhaps more so, than a lead pipe. Oh, fuck off, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's doing his job. He's trying to make sense of what's on screen and Mm -hmm. defend the product and, and, and so on, but come on, mate. You know, that's a bit a bit far-fetched. Well, I say that's a bit far-fetched. What we're going to get to now, I think, is a bit more far-fetched. I mean, first of all, we get quite a nasty chair shot, don't we? Oh, it's brutal. Brutal. 2000 wrestling was, was different. We didn't know yeah. then what we did. CT is a thing, folks. Yeah, but this was, in the context of the match, it was, oh, that was nasty, but brilliant. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. looking back, it's, oh, that's a bit uncomfortable. You, you now but, know why Stana... Uh, created Stan and Math because of this yeah. specific headshot. There you go. Scrambled his brain. <laughs> oh dear. And then Steiner then goes on to just rip off the straight jacket. Now, Stevie Ray on commentary. This is reinforced cloth. Yeah. Reinforced cloth. It, it, it tears like wet paper. Just it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean Steiner is put together, but at the same time, that's with the you know, and then the shouting reinforced cloth is obviously where the episode name came from originally. But it is we should have a T-shirt with reinforced cloth on it somehow. I'll, yeah. I'll, make, I'll put some. <laughs> <in it. laughs> that's got to happen. But, that's got to happen. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It, it totally negates the point of the the straight jacket. It really, really does. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume the plan was for Steiner to have this straight jacket on properly. To otherwise, what is the I point would, of the match? I would imagine so, and it's just gone a but bit wrong. He's not having any of that. He's just—I can't be arsed with this. And he rips off one arm, rips off the other, and he—he he, he kind of then has a look of of Steve or uh, uh, CWF uh, super fan. In the, he looks like he's wearing a, a vest top with yeah. huge muscles. Yeah, Steve-O <laughs> pulls it off well, mind, doesn't he? Fair play to him. Yeah, Scott's had a not so much. <laughs> yeah, he's sending us pictures of himself in his uh, CWF t-shirt and his Nitro Knights t-shirt. Looking good, Steve-O. Keep it up, man. Good yeah. shot. Yes, sir. Absolutely. But yes, um, we then get a Steiner recliner attempt, which gets parried out of. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott Steiner then tries to come off the middle rope and lands roughly four foot away from anywhere near his opponent. But Booker mm-hmm. gives him a bit of a kick, goes for the bookend, gets a two count, to which the crowd 
react quite well to and Tony Schiavone goes mad as well about Scott Simon kicking out to the bookend at two we then get the axe kick or the scissor kick as the, as Booker T's one of Booker T's main moves isn't it he used that in WWE as his finisher for yeah. quite a while um, his brother on commentary is screaming at him to make the cover and I'm not going to lie I enjoyed this because he does he does the spinner Rooney and gets clocked I like that because it's a case of don't dick around, make the cover. And he gets clocked. And that's Scott Steiner paying him back for the, the yep. earlier chair shot. He is what, not what we, mind, is he? What we have missed uh, is um, Booker attempts uh, a stun gun off the, off oh, the yes. ropes. And uh, misses by a long, long way. But props to Scott Steiner. He jumps that extra few uh, centimetres to, to make it look at least like he made contact with the robes. But mm. yeah, that that was not a good move. I don't think it was I don't think it was supposed to be that though. If you look how they went up and then how Steiner came down, it was almost like he wasn't expecting that to be the move and he had to kind of improvise. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he was maybe, maybe. I don't know if he was expecting something different or I don't know. Maybe they just fucked it up. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be the first time in this match that they fucked some up, but yeah, no. it's kind of like, um, Booker was going for maybe some sort of flapjack, uh, and, and Steiner either wasn't in the position to, to, to do it properly. Um, cause he lands on his feet and then jumps into the ropes. Okay. Size throws. Uh, but yeah essentially uh, we're leading to the end though. so um, we get an interesting kind of a finisher move I want to say with the, the full Nelson kind of slam uh, p- powerbomb almost uh, from Scott Steiner and then uh, into the Steiner recliner for the, for the second time and eventually Booker uh, is out for the count um, one thing that aggravated me was Charles Robinson um, he picks up uh, Booker T's hand to, to do the, the drop three times and obviously uh, WWE uh, wrestling has us uh, watching the two drops and then the third one and then suddenly Hogan or Warrior recovers. Charles Robinson picks up Booker T's hand a millimetre to let it drop then another yeah. one, to, <laughs> it gets it done so quick it's like yeah I'm out of here guys quick 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 yep yeah. Scott, you've won. Mm, yeah. And he goes a bit mental, doesn't he? Scott Steiner he goes a bit crazy, as is his gimmick at the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is to be expected? Yes. Yes. And a great shout by Scottish Danny. That Scottish Danny, sorry, in, in the chat there, saying Stevie Ray is an underrated commentator. And this is true. Mm-hmm. He did really well, I thought, in this match. Yeah, absolutely. So then, we've got a new WCW World Champion and... You know, stomping our way into the year two thousand and one. What could possibly go wrong, eh? I know it was. Uh, it was all looking up after the was. the crap years of NWO where nobody was watching. Into the Scott <laughs> Steiner as champion years. Oh man, there is some good to be seen. There is some good to be mm-hmm. seen around this time. But yeah, I suppose though, Maxie, you should probably give it a rating out of ten. Now, this is the bit that's going to be really interesting for me. What have you got? Yeah, so as I said, uh, we rated this, uh, both of us rated it as a five, um, kind of uh, setting the, the stage for, for chain wrestling in general, where we were pretty similar with all our, all our um, ratings. Now, we've watched some great wrestling since. Um, we've watched some 
absolutely dire wrestling since. But I'm 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 so tempted to stick with my original number because in in terms of uh, the match, it 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 wasn't a horrible match to watch. Uh, no. Like like you said, it was very punchy kick at the beginning. There was a little bit of technical. It did what it needed to do. Uh, the 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 gimmick of the the straight jacket. It made sense in terms of the story, but in terms of uh, the match, it didn't factor in that much. Um, but comparing it to what we've watched before. It's it's very middle of the road, and and even taking it in in uh, in and of itself, it is it's middle of the road. It's it's enjoyable to watch, but it's also very forgettable. It's not something that you're going to remember um, months down the line. So, I I came into this thinking I was going to change my my uh, pick, but watching it fresh, I think five was 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 the right number. I think uh, mm. I think I'm going to stick with my original five. Mate, that's exactly what I got. I, I don't need to change my mind on this one. It's it is slap bang in the middle of the road for me. It's it's a I enjoyed it. To be honest, I enjoyed it. If anything, I'd go a smidge higher to a five and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Smidge, but, but I'm gonna stick with my five. I enjoyed it. There was a couple of things I noticed here that I don't remember noticing first time round, like mm-hmm. a few of Steiner's punches early on in the corner, and missing by a mile, and stuff like this. You know. But I'm being nitpicky there. I don't really think I noticed that first time round, but whatever. It's it's enjoyable enough for if it was on my TV, I'd watch it. You can have a laugh at it. There's some good moments as well. As you said, the straight jacket's not needed. Just stick them in a cage and let them crack on with that. That'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. Steiner as world champion, I like. Bell to bell, yeah, I think a five was about right. I mean, I look at some of the, I, I think about some of the matches that I've given less than a five to, and they are worse than this. Yeah, I mean, we we gave um, similar numbers to Nikkei versus Brie from Hell in a Cell 2014. Similar numbers to Jarrett versus Chan at um, No Mercy 1999. It's it's on par with with uh, with those. I mean, the Brie match, I'd say, it's it's arguably a hell of a lot worse. Mm. So I think we were fair uh, with the five. Um, I think if it went an extra five, ten minutes or so, I may have got bored and I may yeah. have uh, kind of looked down on it. But um, for the time it was given, uh, it didn't outstay its welcome. It was entertaining to watch. bit ridiculous. Uh, Scott Steiner as, 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 as champion, yep, I'm, I'm happy with that. He, he'd certainly put in the work uh, this time. Uh, so, yeah, I was happy to give it a five. Yeah, yeah, so... There we go. Basically a year of live shows and 80-odd episodes in general. Mm-hmm. We give it the same rating as we did in episode one. So it's kind of a what waste a, of our time tonight. What, a, so there we what go. an epi- uh, exercise of futility. <laughs> what, but what it does prove is that uh, past mm. Sire and Mags were bang on the money. They knew exactly what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, mate. Very true. So then, next week... Where do you want to go, Magsy? So uh, I have been um, I've been arguing the case for two specific picks all day for this. Um, originally, I wanted to uh, go with uh, the link being Booker T and go to a match that maybe we should have covered uh, way before now, and that's uh, Triple H versus Booker T at WrestleMania 19. I think we could have a lot uh, uh, a lot to talk about with that match. 
But then I remembered uh, what happened uh, in the early days of, uh, of of chain wrestling and where we went after this match. Uh, we went to uh, essentially not a wrestling match. We went to uh, no. um, we went to uh, Booker versus Austin in the the supermarket brawl. So I wanted to to follow that tradition. I wanted to break the rules as much as uh, I did in that at the end of that very first episode. Um, so we're going for a non-wrestling match uh, pick, but I've got a link to get there, uh, and it's tenuous at best. So brilliant. <laughs> stick stick with me on this. Stick with me. So Booker T, Scott Steiner. Uh, and we've kind of mentioned we've actually mentioned this uh, earlier on. Uh, well, I did with the when we were talking about the revival. But um, these are two uh, two people who were essentially tag team wrestlers, and then they broke out and became the star of that tag team, uh, uh, way more successful than their their uh, their tag team partners. Uh, but there's one person who kind of sets the bar for that kind of tag team breakout star, and that's Shawn Michaels. He, okay. Obviously, we get we get the 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 meme of so and so is the Marty Ginetti of the tag team. Yeah. So that's how I'm linking to to Shawn Michaels. Now, there's something. Um, uh, that, that goes around on on wrestling Twitter about Shawn Michaels, uh, pretty regular uh, a gif of uh, of Shawn Michaels in a non wrestling capacity, and that's a a gif of him uh, looking through a pair of binoculars, smiling, and then putting on some sunglasses. Yeah. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, that was uh, from Shawn Michaels um, when he was he was kind of starring in in TV and movies at the time. Um, so I wanted to 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 go to that uh, GIF and kind of expand it a little bit. Um, so it's actually from an episode of Baywatch. So, for next week's next week's chain wrestling, I put forward that we go and watch episode seven of the seventh series of Baywatch. The episode is called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner," and one of the stars of of that episode is one Shawn Michaels. So that is what I put forward. Oh, see, Sean's my guy. I, I love Sean Michaels, but hang on, is this Baywatch before Pammy left? Pammy is in this episode. Yes, okay, I'm all in. I think David Hasselhoff <laughs> is also in the episode. 
Okay. Well, someone now, doesn't pay me. That's enough for me. You, you obviously. Uh, I don't think Baywatch is on any of the streaming platforms, but I have uh, sourced this episode on uh, Daily Motion. So if it wins, uh, I'll certainly uh, provide links for people to watch along. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So episode seven from season seven of Baywatch. Right. Guess who's coming to dinner? Amazing. Ah, uh, okay. Um, my link is a lot more straightforward. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you don't it's, say. It's also uh, going somewhere, shall we say, off-grid, because it's not on the WWE Network and so on. So, the, But I have Ooh. checked, and there are YouTube links and so on, so I can do the same as you, Magsy, and provide a link if this does win the poll. I'm just going to use Scott Steiner as the link, because this match was a bit ropey, Five out of ten from the pair of us twice, which I suppose in a way makes it a ten out of ten potentially. No, it doesn't. None. Um, I thought, what about Scott Steiner's greatest matches? Now, a lot of these will come down as tag matches with the Steiner brothers. There's the Hearts match he had, and so on, which I thought about putting up. But I thought, no, I want to watch Scott Steiner in this role of Steiner, this big popper pump character, Steiner. What was his best matches? Because it gets a lot of stick, especially for his WWE run. So I looked it up online and they get all these different people giving countdowns and so on. And there's one that kept popping up that I'm fairly certain I have not seen. But it involves one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. You want a class on tradition or one condition? Forget the best of the century. Talk about the best of all time, you better mention me. Essentially, I'm the best that's ever gonna be. I hold my ground, you never take it from under me. Don't run to me, it's gonna be trouble. I hit you so many times, you see triple or double instead of one of me. I got more heart, more ways to tear you apart. I lay you down early on, or maybe in the later round. It's no different to me. If you tap out, cash out, or simply pass out for three. So I would like to go to the 2007 TNA show Destination X and see Scott Steiner one-on-one with Kurt Angle. Okay. Sounds so good. That's apparently, apparently one of his better matches from this time frame. I mean, he's in the ring with Kurt. Of course it is. The guy's amazing. But yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm putting up, mate. Yeah, so there we go. Sounds a, sounds a great pick. I mean, I, I would have gone with Dan Griffin's pick of Scott Steiner versus Tank Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> would have guaranteed me votes if I'd done that though, wouldn't it <laughs> yeah, oh, two I'm, not votes. Playing, I'm not playing the game mate I'm not playing the game Matt <laughs> no. yeah. so we, can't, we haven't covered enough of Scott Steiner I don't think so I'd be uh, I'd be happy to, to watch that although I'd also want to watch uh, some Pamela Anderson Baywatch mate I'd be happy to do the Pamela Anderson Baywatch episode that, uh, that could be a good show that could be a good show well, let's let's throw it out there. What do you people want to watch next week? What do you want to discuss with us next week? Do we look at? Is it guess who's coming to time, Maxi? It's guess guess who's coming to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner? A Baywatch episode featuring David Hasselhoff, ah, oh, Pamela Anderson, our oh, nineties Pammy, and Shawn Michaels. Season seven, episode seven of Baywatch. Or do we head to 2007 TNA and watch Scott Steiner versus Kurt Angle from Destination X? Uh, the whole pay-per-view is on YouTube as well. So there will be um, 
links available if it wins as Matt, as uh, Magsy also says he has links to the Baywatch episode if that wins yep. Dan and Griffin in the chat there 50-50 poll anyone I can only imagine the private messages the DMs back and forth between everybody trying to manipulate that over the course of the few days of the poll is up you know but looking through the the initial comments in the chat um, it, it looks like maybe we've already got a winner because uh, TNA 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 I have to vote for TNA yes TNA uh, perk angle. Perk. <laughs> yeah. um, so it looks like it looks like we've already got a winner, uh, and we're going to uh, to uh, watch some TNA. But the thing is, you look at how many people there are saying TNA, and then look at how many people actually vote in the poll. There's a lot hmm. more numbers on. The, so who knows? Who knows? Some people listen who to the audio knows? version, and you know, I mean, I'd quite happily go watch an episode of Baywatch for the crack. I mean, that'd be that'd be quite funny to look back on that. And Especially if Shawn Sa- Michaels is Sar will sing the theme tune as well if you if you vote for Baywatch. I, I'm fairly certain that that was not agreed before we went live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go then. The poll will be up after the audio version drops sort of middle of the week on SJP <laughs> World Media. Uh, there we go. Awesome stuff, mate. Another show done and dusted. A year's worth of live episodes. Roll on year two. Yes, mate. Oh, there's so much coming up as well, aren't we? We've got the 100th episode, the Halloween special. And we're always trying to do something nice at Christmas as well. I mean, last year you had us watching some bollocks with fucking Damien Sunday and the Monday Night Raw. But, you know, we'll, we'll try to do something nice at Christmas as well. <laughs> oh, Magsy, let everyone know whereabouts you will ignore them online, my friend. Nowhere. Is the fact is nowhere. I mean, I still own this this Twitter handle down here um, at Podfather Mags. Uh, still have a, a TikTok account, but I barely go on either of them. So yeah, just send me a letter, post me a letter, and then I'll get back Carry to you. But pigeon. yeah, I will eventually be back. I know I keep saying this every week, but I will eventually be back on social media. Uh, so yeah, keep up to date there uh, at Podfather Mags. You did take the time to log into your Instagram to take the piss out of me, though. I like the commitment. I did. That. <laughs> I, did. You know? I absolutely did. That was brilliant as well. When I put the, the Simpsons uh, accident um, gif yes. up. Yes, exactly. Uh, commitment there, mate. Dedication to the course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SJP Words, and there's a group on Facebook as well. Uh, SJP World Media it is now entitled I've changed the name at last couldn't figure out how to do it for a week or two find it quite frustrating but now it's done so <laughs> and I bet it was easy it was very easy Max very very easy so yes uh, at SJP World Media on Twitter you can find links to everything I'm involved in and plenty of great stuff that I'm not the likes of In The Corner the likes of RSH a new show coming up very soon entitled check in at power palace recording the first couple of episodes very very soon with me and my good lady episode one you may hear her tell a story about how i got the date of our holiday wrong by a week and we nearly missed it Oof. yes but that will be saved for power palace and uh check in at power palace podcast that we're going to be doing with my good lady there we have all sorts coming up on the network and plenty of your old favorites as well nitro nights doctor who pod and so on and most importantly, you can find this show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling. 
But again, at SJP World Media for links to everything else. Just type it into your podcast carrier, your podcast provider, and find all the shows from there. Magsy, I'm off now to listen to Chain Wrestling Episode 2 and see if I can recycle anything from the intro for there for next week. <laughs> I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Yeah, goodbye, folks. Dear, dear, dear.